It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Lindsay, you gave up drink for a year. Why in the first place? Good morning. Morning, PJ. Um, well, I suppose it was kind of a, a multifaceted decision on my part. Um, it was mainly a personal decision because, you know, in honesty, I have all of the willpower of a toddler being told they can't binge watch a marathon of Peppa Pig episodes in that I have none. Hmm. So there's no one more surprised than me that I was able to commit to it, I suppose. And given the current climate that we're in and the pressures that people are under and working from home and homeschooling, etc. But also mainly I wanted to counteract a narrative that I was seeing um, emerge on social platforms in regards to our attitudes to Uh, alcohol. And I think Dr. Crosby touched on it um, in saying about accessibility. And for me, the accessibility is not just in how we purchase it, but how we're consuming content surrounding how alcohol is marketed towards us. And I suppose in my case, especially towards women, mothers, etc. Did you find your own drinking was, was problematic before you gave up or were you concerned about your own drinking? Being honest, I wouldn't say I was, um, I had any uh, problems in my attitudes towards alcohol. But what I did notice was a change in pattern as to how I was consuming alcohol. So, um, you know, like at the weekends, you would always say, oh, you know, I'll have the wine as a treat or I had a bad day. And I think that association is very common. Um, and especially for women, you know, you're you're looking forward after the homeschooling, etc. Mm. Um, but I suppose because I was at home and for longer periods of time, um, you know, maybe around the afternoon, I was saying, oh, look, there's a glass left there. Um, I'll have that. Whereas previously, that wouldn't have happened. So it was more about, I wouldn't say my levels increased, mm. but my patterns definitely changed and I didn't like Was Was wine o'clock an earlier time than it should be? Absolutely. Hand up and I would say it. Um, you know, I, I would be counting down for my, my husband to be, you know, coming home. And I suppose my situation, I'm I'm very privileged in that I was not impacted to, you know, the level of someone who was reduced to maybe a one or zero income household during the pandemic or yeah. who had stresses um, of, you know, ill health, be it physical or mental. I had none of that. Yet I found myself 
you know, come three o'clock. I was like, oh God, yeah, you know, that'd be nice. God, the maths are a little bit too much there now today. Mm. And it just, and this was a narrative that I was seeing echoed and still am seeing on social platforms. Mm. Was there an attitude of kind of, look, it's it's three o'clock, it's a nice afternoon, mm-hmm. there's an old cold glass of Sauvignon Blanc at the bottom of the fridge, I'm not going anywhere, everything is closed, I'm not going to be yeah. driving, air I shag it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, not only, I suppose, were you, it was because you were at home, but we weren't leaving to do anything. So like yeah. all the activities that we normally would have had, you know, that would warrant, you know, matches and training or all of that was just put to the, you know, the side and it, it was stalled. So you essentially were looking at the four walls. And I suppose the point that I made um, when I made the decision to, um, you know, commit to not consuming alcohol for the year was that I'm looking at four walls, but my four walls can look very different to someone else's four walls. And I did not want to perpetuate this, you know, narrative of, you know, the mummy wine and, you know, the alone time when the kids are, you know, that's my treaty in the end of the day. I just did not want to use that. What's so wrong with it though, Lindsay? At, at the end of it, a- tough day trying to raise a couple of kids mm-hmm. who are locked up and bored out of their minds and trying to homeschool. And if it's only a glass or two in the evening sunshine out the back, where's the harm? No, and I, I thoroughly agree with that. And I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put myself in a soapbox of being a paragon of virtue by any means. But I think it does come back for me to the accessibility. Right. So I suppose what I was seeing was um, alcohol being used as relatively props online. And if I'm normalising it, that, OK, I might be OK with having a glass at three o'clock in the afternoon and I'll only have the one glass. But if I'm saying to people who, you know, if I have a large platform of followers, oh, I'm having this or I'm, you know, I'm creating an ad around this product to, you know, lure you in to say, look, it's okay to have this, but that one glass might end with me, but you might go on to have one or two more glasses Um, and it might become a norm because you're seeing me say that it's okay to do so. And I think that's where the responsibility Lies. I mean, we see it seasonally. Um, you know, at the minute now, you will see a lot of campaigns on socials gearing towards, uh, and it's really, it's targeting female friendships. Whereas years ago, I suppose, in selling, you know, alcohol products or products of that nature, it was more the sexualization of women used as a tool to sell it. Whereas now it's done a complete U-turn in that it's capitalizing on uh, female friendships. You know, can't wait to have the girls in the garden. I love this setup, and here's this new drink that I think you should try. So it's it's still praying, but it's it's of a different nature. And I think there needs to be more responsibility about the promotion of that. Um, you know, of of what we are consuming and the accessibility of same. Yeah, yeah. you feel, do you, Lindsay, that alcohol is now being deliberately? marketed at women in a, in, is it, is, is it, a, is it a, a sinister thing do you think um, I mean I wouldn't generalise and say it's, it's blanket I mean I don't think anyone could say that but it's being primarily marketed at women but I mean we've seen the increase I mean the stats of social media and I would love to see actually a correlation between that and I suppose uh, the findings of Dr Crosby and, and, and 
with the consumption of alcohol in relation to women. Um, if you look, let's say, at, let's take Instagram as a platform, the, the figures are um, that 57% of the users are women. So there is a higher percentage of men consuming, or women consuming content than men. Um, and what you have is, um, because Facebook and Instagram, obviously, are both of the same ilk, you have a greater opportunity for cross-selling. So um, you can promote something on to massive audiences um, and have zero accountability for same. And I mean, you could use this model against anything like the wellness industry of, you know, fraudulent products there. This isn't a new narrative, mm. but I think you will see and you'll see the feminization of drinks. I mean, PJ, you've probably seen it yourself for the supermarket and there's a new pink gin launched. Yeah. Or here's this floral gin in a, you know, you see that feminization of the products to make it more acceptable, um, you know, and that it's, oh, it's just to get the girls around and have that. And yeah. I think it's really condescending to, to women. I mean, I, I love a pint of Murphy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, but it, it, yeah. it's just creating that, that social acceptability and that it's fine to do this because, yeah. you know. Actually, Andrew's just commented, um, saying that in his own observation, and this is purely a personal mm. observation of his, that there's a difference between the, the male and female drinking, that women would see it as more a bonding thing or even yeah. maybe even an image thing, whereas men just see it as a, a pressure release. Yeah. I, hunted, I mean, I suppose I can use my, my own husband as an example, and I decided to make the choice to, you know, give up for the... And basically how it started, then I became pure mule about it. So I was like, if I'm in it, I'm in it and I'll do it. Um, but, you know, my husband really enjoys a beer at the end. And I see, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I suppose it's to change the narrative around that. I mean, we intrinsically as a country, our culture and our history is so linked um, you know, with alcohol and our consumption of it. So, you know, it's not to make, you know, someone feel guilty about that one glass of wine that they're having and they, you know, they have in the garden at the end of the day. It's to evolve the narrative to say, you know, there are other options that you can have if you choose to. Um, and it's more responsible attitude to it and how we promote it and how we consume it. Mm. Um, and I think any discussion around this is positive, um, you know, and discussing regardless, you know, in, even in relation to the MUP, which I think is, you know, the hot topic of the yeah, whole Yeah, do, do you think that's a good idea? Um, I think it's such a layered topic. In theory, I 100%. I think anything that will go towards some measure of counteracting the negative impact of our consumption is a good thing. Um, if you want my personal opinion, I think... I would like to see more detailed plans surrounding services like um, addiction counselling and mental health mm. put in place. Because if you, it's simple cause and effect, if you remove something, something else will take its place. And, you know, I can sit here and say it's not going to impact me Um but what about the household that is one income or has, you know, addiction within their household? They're still going to find some way to consume it. Yeah. So I think we need to be proactive in our support yeah. of implementing that measure and to the people it will affect. Because it's all very well and good for me to say in my privileged position that it won't. But that's a very naive outlook then yeah. to yeah. to not assess the, 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 you know, the fallout from it. 
Will you ever take a drink again, do you think? Oh, absolutely, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Love my, the enthusiasm uh, in that yeah, reply. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, like, I mean, I, my brothers and his fiance, like many people, they postpone their wedding until next year. Um, and I'm really looking forward to... Um, I, I, like, I've, I've committed to the year. I have another few months left, yes. Um, but um, I, you know, I, I am looking forward to that point, that good point of Murphy's. But whether or not my attitude will change then, I don't know. But um, definitely it has made me more mindful around the whole topic, which, you know, I, 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 maybe that comes with age, PJ, who is to know. But, um, you know, um, I will look forward to it. So whether or not then I might take another break from it, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who rarely, if ever, drinks at home. Yeah. Um, and But at the same time, he's a fellow that would go quite enthusiastically for the few pints with me at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And last time I was talking to him, he says, you know what? He said, I'll be, I'll be on my four knee, on my hands and knees after three pints. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to need, um, like, I'll probably have one and then I'll be looking for, like, chips and garlic mayo or something to <laughs> offset. <laughs> the fallout, or yeah. you know, some some newer said I, I, you know, it's more that side of it. But um, but no, I definitely and I and I do and I, I totally agree with um, Dr. Crosby's sentiment around education. I think it really does. Mm. You know, this, it begins at home, and I suppose I was raised with, you know, a responsible attitude to it. It wasn't treated as some illicit substance. Yeah. And my parents, I remember saying to myself and my brother that if we ever wanted to try alcohol that could they come to us and yeah. we could try it at home. And I think, you know, for 80s parents, that was fairly, you know, forward thinking. And so it never was a big deal. And, and being honest, during college, look, I mean, I love to beat the clock and Nancy Spain's next to, you know, as much as the next person. But, <laughs> I remember um, it too well. Yeah, oh my God, they were, you know, oh. they were some days. But, um, you know, it never, it never felt like, you know, something illicit that I wasn't allowed to do or couldn't have because I suppose of the attitude that I had been raised with. Um, you know, and I think if there were more frank and honest discussions like you're doing today surrounding it, I do think it would go as well as some measure to, you know, um, raising a responsible attitude towards it. And I mean, you can have your night and do whatever, but, you know, in the long term that you're conscious of your the effects and, mm. and your actions and what it will mean for you. What I found particularly um, troublesome about the discussion with Dr. Crosby and the article she wrote mm-hmm. in the Examiner was that particularly the number of younger women that she is now yeah. seeing with hospital admission. Now, when mm-hmm. you were admitted to hospital as a result of drink, you have a serious problem. Yeah. And the number of younger women that she's seeing. And I would, I mean, obviously I'm quite clearly not a medical professional, but um, I would say that a lot of the damage has mainly been done without their knowledge, you know, and that by the time they were admitted, I mean, we heard that that case study that um, uh, Dr. Crosby presented, or our patient, and I mean, that is just frightening. How many more women are suffering the effects, but maybe put it down to something else, like, oh, I'm just really run down, or I'm tired, or I'm this, or I'm that. Um, And, you know, because if you are self-medicating with something, you are numbing yourself to any awareness of any possible symptoms you may have or are an issue. So, you know, that is, you know, that is quite troubling. And, you know, I I would hope that 
by by more professionals like Dr. Crosby engaging and educating and speaking about it, that, you know, it wouldn't be a taboo subject. You know, I, I don't think there's any, I think we have, a, we carry a lot of shame as a country as well, mm. surrounding the, you know, the topic of, of alcohol. And I don't, I, I think the time for that is gone. You know, um, I think if anything, we should be speaking more and more about it. Um, you know, and, and hopefully that people will feel more comfortable about, you know, um, addressing any mm. issues that they have and they have support. Do, do you have kids, Indy? I do, I have yeah. two, yeah. What age are they? Uh, one is almost 12 and then the other one is 10 going on 40. Okay, so, so <laughs> your 12-year-old, when, yeah. when when they get to the age when they, they may want to, yeah. to try drinking, um, like... I would hope it could happen. My, my, my daughter is 23 and, and, yeah. and, and loves a drink. And when she started to take a drink first, you know, I, I never discouraged her. I said, have a drink. Well, have a drink with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's, let, let's, let's go on this journey of discovery together mm. kind of thing. Rather than hiding it. Is that the healthy attitude, do you think? I, I really do because I think it is and and not to reduce it to this but i do think it is a case of monkey see monkey do and i think if you can have that attitude early on in relation to any topic with your kids um you know because there will come a point where their be all and end all is their friends you know for the bulk of their early life it is their family but there will come that point where they will seek counsel and guidance and all their advice from their peers that's natural we all did it you know you didn't want to go home you want to be out with friends so if you can create that mindset, well, look, um, you know, if you do want to, you know, discuss something or, you know, um, you know, try like a drink, if you can come to me and, you know, like you did with your daughter and just it, it's taking that illicitness away from it. Mm. That it's either that it's something wrong or it's so great that all the adults keep it from you because we want to have it all somewhere. You know what I mean? So, like, my husband has this brilliant thing and, you know, he'd be a man of few words, but um, it's this note that he gave both of our kids and um, it basically says on it that if there was ever anything that was troubling them or they wanted to discuss with us, that just bring that note and that no questions asked, we will sit down and we'll have the conversation. And... I would hope that that would always be, I mean, our kids will hide stuff from us, but I would hope that if anything of that nature or something even more serious, that they would feel comfortable in coming. And I think that's creating an open dialogue. Um, And I think you did, you know, your daughter has, you know, that relationship with you that she can say, oh, well, I was able to sit down with my dad and it wasn't a big deal. And we had the drink, you know, we had a couple of drinks and we had a chat. And I think that's really a really nice, healthy relationship. Well, in in recent months, there there have been nights. Well, there was one night in particular recently when herself and myself started playing wee bowling at 4am, much much to her mother's disgust. (laughs) (laughs) I know there's always the mammy in the background. Isn't there? I know there's always yelling as well. I know there's always screaming, get down and all this stuff. So Go to Benji was, too for God's sake. Yeah, I Lindsay. think that will go on to the end of time. So. Listen, great, great chatting with you, Lindsay. We covered Thanks, so much. Peter. Thank you Thanks very so much. Thank Take you care. very Bye. much. That's Lindsay Woods. Courts 96 FM.